Welcome to New Kids on the Block, a podcast for newcomers who want to explore blockchains and cryptocurrencies. On this show, we discuss and dissect all things crypto for beginners and intermediate users and help them navigate their way through this fascinating yet overwhelming new space. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and we're here today to with a very special version of the New Kids on the Block podcast. I have a very thought-provoking and interesting quote to start the pod today, and it goes a little something like this. Art is an ambiguous, ambiguous thing, yeah? Just because you make art, does that mean that you're an artist? Yes. Is art good because the right people say that it is good? Also, yes. Today, we'll be talking about NFTs or non-fungible tokens and the world of art around cryptocurrency. Come along for the ride. Wow, that was a that was quite an introduction. I, I did not expect um, to be have a, such a thought-provoking quote to start a conversation, Fody. Yes, that is, of course, Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, oh. who is uh, one of my spirit animals. Uh, he, he loves to talk about uh, very thought-provoking things. Of course, that's what uh, he's he, known for, right? He's known for that and, and <laughs> putting putting women's heads in boxes and stuff like that. But but I digress. Um, uh, I'm really uh, excited to talk today about NFTs um, because you know we we talked about this a bit. You do on a, on a on a previous uh, you know podcast about the craze, if you will, right now with NFTs. You know the the sales that they've been having on OpenSea. Mm-hmm. Uh, just generally, I think over a couple hundred million uh, that are being sold. I think every month. Um, you know, we we talked recently about Coinbase and how they're opening up their NFT market, and right. the big question still remains. We don't know what NFTs are. Before um, we we jump into all this again, everyone. My name is Fody Philokoros. I'm your co-host. I'm Joe. I'm joined by my colleague uh, Yidu. And Yidu, I think we have a special guest today. Would you like to intro uh, our friend? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you're absolutely right. Right. We, we. I think. I think I have a pretty good idea of what NFT is. However, I know next to nothing about arts. So wouldn't it be better if we have somebody who actually knows a thing or two about arts to talk about that? And maybe we can give a little bit perspective from the technology perspective. So this is where my friend um, Patty comes in. Hey, Patty, how's it going? Doing good, man. How are you guys? All right. Yeah. So Patty, Patty uh, is a, uh, a good friend of ours. He was kind enough to actually do the artwork for the podcast. Um, and uh, he's, he's, a, he's a talented guy. Uh, Patty, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, cool. So... My name is Patrick Normile. Um, I'm a graphic designer at a sign company. Um, I do mostly um, branding in my space. Um, I do a lot of apparel design, um, shirts, hoodies, that kind of thing. Also, you know, standard signage, anywhere from flat stock signs, like you see on the side of the road, to routed and CNC cutout signs. So that's kind of what I do at work. And then apart from that, I'm into... uh, illustration that type of form and design and also kind of branding but in my own um kind of artistic style um versus the everyday kind of boring stuff if you will gotcha and so so 
would it be fair to say that that's essentially kind of computer design, right? Do you do most of your art uh, digitally or do you also, you know, get crazy with, uh, with, with, uh, you know, paper? Yeah. So that's a really good question. Um, I would say 95% of the stuff that I do is digitally. The whole process is digital, just starting from the computer, um, whether it's our computers here or, um, I use a iPad. If I have something that's a little more illustrative, um, I'll start on there. And then, you know, that other 5%, um, I'm taking either a sketch someone gives to me or I sketch something out. That's a lot of the times when I'm doing something along the lines of branding, where I need to get a lot of ideas out there um, on paper really fast um, to try to, you know, get the juices flowing a little bit. Um, you know, I'll start paper and pen, you know, the old fashioned way, and then kind of go from there. Gotcha. And what, like from a, from a scale of like one to five, because I'm, I'm a one on this scale. I haven't told you what the scale is yet, but I am a one on this scale for the record. I'm going on record saying this. What's your like understanding of NFTs and, and kind of what, what gets you interested and excited about it? So I would say I'm in the, the one area as well from the standpoint of what all the terms uh, mean and um, what they really what they really do from a technology standpoint and of course I have some questions on that but um, yeah I would say in the in the one range as well but but artists out there are making a boatload of cash right so that's that's definitely interesting yeah say? so that that's the really kind of exciting part because I feel like there's a there's a wider reach almost if you've got somebody who just has a, a really um, awesome idea, but maybe in, a, in another platform, it's harder for them to kind of find their way in. They can create something, it seems, in, in this um, kind of space that, um, you know, they can, if it's cool enough, if the, the art is there, then I think, um, you know, kind of like you're your quote said in the beginning, um, kind of art is art if you if you make it. Yeah, as long as the right people tell you it is. So I think, <laughs> thank you. thanks for the intro, uh, uh, Patty. It's a real pleasure having you. And um, I think before we get you know deep into the art, maybe we should kind of talk about you know what the hell is an NFT. This is where I'm going to tap on uh, on Yidu here because he's been in he's been in the game for a little bit. Um, you know, he's, he's in the right discord channels and he's talking to the right people and, and, you know, for normal folks, uh, that don't really know what NFTs are, what are they? Yeah, I think, I think the, this is something that I've been, I'm still learning myself. Uh, like I said, I'm relatively new to the art world. Um, but in terms of the NFTs, uh, the full name is the non-fungible tokens. So what does that mean? Right. We already talked about what uh, Bitcoin is and what an Ether or Ethereum is. Um, think of them as money, right? Bitcoin is money, Ether is money, and money is exchangeable. So your $1 bill is the same as my $1 bill. So however, uh, when we talk about like a non-fungible token, the fungibility part of that means that it's not divisible and also it's not uh, replaceable. So two fungible tokens, we put them together there, there's no way, shape, or form are the same thing. What, what's interesting about that is that makes each NFT unique 
because they have their own metadata, have their own serial number, if you will, uh, on the blockchain, and they're not exchangeable, replaceable, uh, and divisible on the on the blockchain. So NFTs are essentially a mechanism to proliferate um, unique uh, copies of art on on the blockchain or effectively on the internet. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, I think so. I think think of it as a kind of the way I think about it is like a library um, system. Um, so you have a um, basically a, a token um, or the metadata associated with the token. Um, in this case, it could be a, a, a profile picture, right? Let's say a CryptoPunk or a Pachi Penguin using our example from last time. You have that picture, you store that picture in a, in a distributed uh, file system such like such as a IPFS or interplanetary uh, file system. And then um, you have this little like index keys, like, like you go to the library, you look up in the index, and then you find where each book is located. It's in section D, row 12, for example. And then you can use the metadata to look up that particular token um, to be able to locate that file. So there's this linkage between the file that's being stored in IPFS and the metadata that's being stored on a blockchain. Keep in mind, most of the time, the, the pictures or any sort of media exchange cannot be stored on the blockchain because of the size restrictions. In order to be able to, to quickly uh, locate that file, uh, you have this, this system uh, in place to, to ensure right? the reference, to, to, have, right. to be able to look up the data quickly. Yeah, and um, this is this is typically the the case, and uh, and this is more like a data a data problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, when we're talking about uh, distributed systems and blockchains, I mean they're they're really good at moving small pieces of data around, and um, that's what makes them fast, efficient, et cetera, et cetera. I think when we talk about things like art or media or any type of music, et cetera. Mm -hmm. those tend to be larger files. So what right. people do is they keep a reference to that that's stored in something like a database or a file system. Uh, exactly. Like you, you mentioned, right? Yeah. Um, Patty, you, you following along here, man? Or uh, uh, should we- have We should lost we, you already, Patty. We, have we lost here <laughs> or do we got to dig deeper here? I'm trying to, I'm taking notes. Uh, okay, he's awake. Listening, learning and, and <laughs> along for the ride. All right, he's awake, which is good. We haven't lost them yet, you do. Um, Okay, so you talked about kind of this this notion of a of a library index. Um, I'm going to come out and get really controversial very very mm. quickly, right? All right, um, hit me. So there's a picture. Let's just say you know it's it's an example of the 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 pudgy penguin um, that that we've been referencing. It's a it's an NFT project that's out there, mm. and I saw a recent tweet from someone that said uh, I have. Uh, $4 billion worth of NFTs uh, as screenshots on my, uh, on my local uh, uh, desktop. I mean, what makes these things valuable if they are essentially just things that you can, you can take a picture of and use whenever you want? I mean, it, you know, no, nothing's really restricting you from using it. Similarly to if you would take a picture of the Mona Lisa, right? I mean, you, know, right, you, can, right. you can canvas it, you can put it in your house. I mean, what's yeah. really the uproar about this stuff? I think you, you gave the right example there, right? What if, let's say, oh, I have a copy or a photo of the Mona Lisa uh, hung up uh, in, my, in my house, in my living room. 
what does that value? Uh, what does that give you any value at all? Right? You can say zero because that's not the the real authentic version of the Mona Lisa. So same thing here, except the difference is that the real value for each NFT lies in the metadata that's behind it. When you see you have ownership of an NFT, you're not really owning the picture or whatever that's on the surface level, right? You're really owning the metadata that's being stored underneath that particular project or, or whatever piece of work. So, so really when we're talking about you know, ownership, you know, it gives you kind of this data governance or data provenance rather uh, to be able to prove on the blockchain you know, it's, it's, it's immutable, it's censorship resistant so that you can tell people, okay, I, I have ownership of this project, this piece of art. And that's something very powerful. You know, if you think about how do you prove that you have ownership of something, uh, if you can put it on the blockchain, that gives you that unrefutable proof that you own, you own this particular art. So with that being said, it's not necessarily a scarcity thing. It's more of it's more of like, I don't know the, the right way to put it. it, it it's, it's almost like some intrinsic value that you would put down to art in general, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like if you value something or if something is valuable based on what someone else will pay for it, then that makes it valuable. And having the original copy of that piece mm-hmm. of art is effectively what makes it valuable, not just a copy. Is that yeah. is that yeah, fair to say? I think, I- I think so, except I would say it's, it's both, right? It is, it is scarce and it's very valuable at the same time. Um, a lot of these art projects, they're either one of one or unique edition, or they're like one, um, I don't know, one of a thousand, uh, maybe 10,000 pieces. So that makes it very digitally scarce, right? You mentioned um, the, the, the crypto punks, the, the penguins, the, the, the birds, the deers, whatever animal you can think of. All of that, usually there's like a limited circulation. Um, there's only a limited amount of, of, of NFTs available for each project. And assuming there's like enough interest, there's always this, this um, demand for more art. Um, you know, it, there's never enough art to be distributed, assuming that demand is high enough. Uh, and that, that makes makes it scarce and makes it have intrinsic value. I agree that you know everyone val- value arts differently. Uh, your opinion of the art might be very different from mine. However, as long as somebody value it at some point uh, with some value attached to it, that makes it valuable, right? Value is a very subjective thing, in my opinion. Gotcha. So uh, I'd like to bring Patty back in and just you know, based on that, understand you know. That, that understanding, you know, what do you think about that concept of creating digital art? I mean, especially for someone like, like yourself, who, who is an artist, does it have, does it ring true? I mean, I mean, you, you do a lot of your art design, you know, that, that becomes digital, but then ends up on something. Is there some kind of um, interesting value associated to having a unique copy of your art? that sits out there somewhere? Yeah, I think so. Um, so what I think is, is cool about it, and, and of course I'm, I'm new to it um, just like you are, but I think if, if you're making a design and you've got several copies of it, but say you've got your sketch, your mock-up, all of these parts, and then when you, like you said, it, it's oftentimes just going on to something and then 
it's kind of just in the world now, but it's not digital. It's, it's more um, spread out into the, the human world. You know, you're outside with the shirt, the sign. Um, I think that having a digital copy of something where you can maybe have different parts of it. Maybe I've made this logo or this illustration um, that I wanted to go in 10 different directions, which a lot of times before something is what the client wants to be in the end, you have all these ideas that don't really come out. So where my head is going is like, if I've got all of these, you know, separate mock-ups and I'm only coming to one end, something like an NFT would be good to, you know, branch out, kind of take these designs or ideas in all the directions I want it to go. Having a lot of slight, maybe slightly different copies of, of your digital art, you know, could be something valuable, especially to the artist who who wants to kind of express themselves. And, and to me, it kind of gives you a little bit of freedom from kind of my day to day, which is right. um, in the end, it, it's, what the client wants they have the final say yeah i think you you just touch on something very important there right patty so i think not only it is it is a space or avenue for you to express yourself it also allows you to attribute the value back to yourself as an artist and that's the beauty of of the blockchain right it basically puts an immutable record on the chain um, to allow you to either uh, pass this piece of art along to other users or any of your uh, fans, right? You can basically have them uh, have it and then any additional value, there's a way to like accrue that value back to you. You can set like, I don't know, like a 20% royalty, for example. Um, so anytime this piece of art gets, um, you know, resold or transferred to someone else, you get like a cut uh, as as a way to to reward yourself, yeah, I think that's something we could have done before, and it's definitely another p- piece of the the trade of NFT that makes me very exciting. So I'm I'm curious, you know, because I think a lot of people's concepts of what NFTs are are like pixelated pictures um, that are like you know AVIs and stuff like that that you would put on Twitter or in a in a Discord channel uh, or something like that is that the only concept of, of what NFTs are? Are there different types of projects that are out there? Like, are there NFTs for music and, and things like that? Because there are so many types of NFTs. Like you literally, like we can wake up 24 seven just to, to keep up with all the new NFTs projects that's coming out. Um, and just to give you a few examples, you already mentioned the profile picture, which is kind of a, the craze right now. However, that doesn't really cover um, uh, everything yet. We, we already have the art, these arts. Uh, we have sports collectibles. Uh, you can use NFT card games to participate in, in like fantasy football or fantasy soccer leagues. For example, uh, we know about the NBA Top Shot uh, Moments card, which came out, I think, early this year or maybe late last year. Um, that was super popular when it came out, and that, that was one of the first sports um, collectible NFT projects, right? And on top of that, there's also like music projects. Um, I think, uh, I believe it was, um, I believe Linkin Park recently released their, their music NFT projects uh, along with some other um, musicians, right? And that's also another way to, to accrue the value of your work 
um, you know, you can basically put your music on an NFT and collect royalties on it, right? All of those things are, are really exciting. And I think really the sky's at the limit, right? There's so many different uh, possibilities with the NFT projects, with the, the ability to, to share value uh, with your, your audience uh, in a way that's, that's manageable, that's also like decentralized um, and also accruing value back to the artists. So you touched upon something that's pretty big in the music industry today, right? Which is this, this notion of royalties. So how would an artist recoup some notion of, of royalties via NFTs, right? right. So if, if they provided their, you know, let's say Linkin Park was the example that you used and, and they came out and uh, created an album and they, they placed that album or at least a reference to the metadata of that album on the blockchain, right? Mm-hmm. How does that, get attributed back in, in royalties are people actually going to pay tokens to listen to it how does that work yeah yeah my understanding is that they will put some sort of um, metadata um, on the chain um, and then there's like a mechanism to basically automatically triggers a royalty every time it gets sold um, i think you can do that already on open so basically everything that's getting sold on open will will have some sort of uh, royalties uh, or fees going back to the creators of the NFT. So uh, I don't know exactly how that works in the music space, considering uh, the file could be potentially much larger. Um, right. But um, what, I, what I can say for sure is there will be this mechanism in place to make sure that every time the music exchanges hands, uh, there's a sell-on fee for it. And I think that's going, really going to benefit a lot of the, the musicians, especially the, the smaller ones who are just breaking out, uh, who does not want to collect their, their meager royalties from Spotify, for example. Uh, this could be their way to really um, you know, add value to their work. So you're saying the three quarters of a, of a cent that they make for every stream is, is not enough to sustain the starring artists? <laughs> I mean, I think it, it fits. It fits. Um, okay. Um, so I think maybe it's a good time. I mean, we, we, we've talked about NFTs. I mean, I'm, I'm still a little skeptical about it, mm. but maybe it's a good opportunity to just take a look on OpenSea, especially since Coinbase isn't, uh, up and running yet. Their, 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 uh, market and OpenSea is the biggest one that's out there. It's not the only one, but it's the biggest one. Right. Maybe we should look at some projects and we can, we can play a little game about yeah. what would you pay for that NFT? Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a little fun, you know. Uh, so what I have here is uh, I have a few profile pictures. I'm going to put it on the screen and um, I'll let I'll let both Patty and Fody to decide, you know, how much do you think it costs? And then I'll pull up the OpenSea picture to see what the actual price is. Yeah, and, and maybe for some of um, the people that are that are um, listening today, we can somehow link um, to these projects or these pictures, right? So that, uh, yeah. that that folks can can check it out in the show notes and uh, yeah, respond of what they think uh, you know they would pay for something mm-hmm. something yeah. like this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds let's good. get started. So the first one, this is. Can you guys see this? Okay. Yeah. So for the listeners, what I'm what I'm being shown on the screen looks like one of the um, the gorillas from um, from the gorillas. Really? If you're familiar, if you're well, familiar with, uh, I believe the band, I the believe gorillas. the technical terms is Bored Ape. Okay. So Bored this Ape is, uh, Yacht Club. Yeah, that's the project is, name. Yeah. This is a Bored Ape. So this is this. So I'm 
I mean, this this is one of those ones that that Stephen Curry bought, right? So yes, so um, Steph Curry bought it,、uh, I believe, like two months ago.、Um, okay, it kind of triggered this this crazy craze about the whole board ape、uh, project.、Uh, but this, yeah, this is the original one that he bought. Obviously, I, I just you know used the JPEG here. But any any idea how much this thing would cost? So how much? Any idea of how much it would cost, or how much I would pay for it? Um, both. Okay, so I would pay maybe a、um, uh, couple hundred bucks for this,、uh, just because I think that there's some value associated to it.、Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he looks a little high.、Um, you know, he's he's got his little ascot、uh, going、yeah. on with his dapper suit.、Mm-hmm. Um, what is it actually probably worth? Probably a couple hundred grand. Um, knowing what I know about this project,、mm-hmm. um, but、uh, yeah, I'll let I'll let Patty weigh in as well. So I think、um, what I would pay for this guy, I'm kind of picturing like a, a large print in my house or something.、Um, I go,、mm-hmm. you know, a few hundred, something in there, three to five, maybe something like that.、Um, you know, I like it's got you know a little bit of detail, but it has a Clear like style to it,、um, mm-hmm. you know. I, I like、um, you got a little bit of texture in the suit.、Um, mm. You know, like Fody said, that the eyes are pretty interesting. But what I think it is worth now, I've seen these,、um, you know, just a bit. I would probably say in the high hundred grams. I would say、mm-hmm. seven, eight hundred, something like that. Okay, I like how I like how you you evaluate it from your artistic、um, lens, which was pretty cool. Okay, so you guys get ready for the answer? Yes, we're we are clamoring to know what this <laughs> ape is worth.、Uh, <laughs> never in my life, by the way, did I did I think that that I would be sitting on a podcast、uh, talking about how much I thought a picture of a drawing is on the internet. But hey, guys, that's the world, right? Tell us, tell us. All right. So he bought this piece of artwork for fifty-five Ethereum, and the Ethereum price today, assuming thirty-six hundred, that translates into one hundred ninety-eight thousand U.S. dollars. Okay, so definitely lower than what we thought, or、mm-hmm. at least what I thought. I, I thought it was maybe four or five hundred grand. I think Patty thought it was around seven eight. Right. So for a mere ninety-eight, one ninety-eight thousand dollars, you can get this board ape from Steph Curry. So is that what he bought it for, or is that what it currently costs? So I think he bought it for fifty-five ETH here, and、uh, obviously he's not currently listing it. And there's somebody who's like bidding on it, but that's not really the price he will sell. Yeah, and you can expect it for the price to keep going up, just because the project is is one of the best NFT projects right now. Got it. So two hundred K for that. Hmm.、Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe we should.、Uh, so, so、uh, the hyperbole of it had me overbidding、um, for <laughs> this thing. I'm, 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 I'm a couple hundred ETH, I think, over.、Um, <laughs> right, right, right. What it should have been, but. Um, yeah, but that was not the only one I want to show you guys, right? So there's also this guy. It's also a board ape.、Uh, it has a little, like a, a crown on it, and also like has the chromio skin, which is kind of rare.、Um, how much does this thing cost? 
I'll let Patty go first this time. Yeah, I like the um, Chrome. You know, that's a that's like a holographic Pokemon card we're looking at. And uh, I like his glasses. He's got some heart sunglasses on as well. I'll say three hundred K. Three hundred K. Somewhere in okay. that range. What about you, Fuddy? So I like the fact that this guy looks like he's gonna take a shit at any second, right? He's he's very stressed. Um, you know, he's he's biting his lower lip, which you only see in very rare occasions when you when you have the squirts. Um, but he also has this uh, notion of nobility about him. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the crown or it's the mm-hmm. uh, the you know, the multicolored uh, hair color that he's got going on. I again would pay a couple hundred bucks maybe for this thing. A couple hundred um, bucks. Okay. What is it worth? It's probably yeah. I'm gonna say what what'd you say, Patty? Three hundred. 300k yep i said 300 okay i'm gonna say 301 300 thousand dollars all right thousand and one dollars 301 dollars very yes, accurate I'm price Love. price of writing it right now <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay we have 300k and 300k and one dollars the real price for this board ape with a crown it was sold for 696 ETH, which translates into 2.6 million dollars. So you're saying I won basically because I got that extra one dollar in there. <laughs> yes, yes, I won. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Let me let me just take the time to, to say that is absolutely absurd. That is an absurd price for this thing. I cannot fathom. I mean, it so so what. What about this? I mean, we looked at the one that Steph Curry owns, mm-hmm. right? What about this one makes it, uh, you know, two thousand percent more expensive? I mean, I mean, his is his is definitely um, earlier in the collection, right? Right. I mean, so you know he, that the one that he had was number seven thousand nine hundred, and this one's in the eighty five eighty five hundred range. So what right. about it makes so, it more expensive? So. So I think first of all, I think the 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 serial number is kind of random, um, so that does not really indicate the the order with which um, these apes were ma- being made available. I think, and I'm just checking the the properties here on Open Seas. Basically, it is the reason why it is so much more expensive is that uh, not only has the king's crown trait, which only zero point seventy seven percent of all apes have it. And also it has this trippy fur feature, which is also like 0.077%. And that's why this makes it super unique. Okay. Um, so because the, the NFT itself has these properties that are unique per the project, that's what makes it more valuable. Absolutely. And, and again, going back to what we said earlier, um, because every token, every non-fungible token is unique on the blockchain. Like this, this is l- literally one of one, right? I know there's like um, a couple of thousands of board apes in total, but the, there's only one unique ape with these features combined, which makes this ape uh, one of the one unique, and which is why this thing costs so much. So my next question is, Patty, you got like a million dollars hanging around there. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we can go Habsies on this thing. 
because uh, now I'm sold, right? Uh, now that I now that I know that it has some very special characteristics, I you know I think uh, sell the house, you know, sell the yacht, mm-hmm. sell everything, and then buy this. Yeah, I think I can uh, ground out. Uh, yeah, just you know, just a, a, a million, a clean mill. Um, clean milli, yeah, a couple shekels. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the the fur made sense once I saw that that property there um, had the fur. The trippy fur, right. yeah, the trippy fur. Um, that that really explains that a uh, couple mil we've seen there. Right, right. I Are think Patty tri- just go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say Patty just need to sell his next NFT to to make it all back to buy yes. this guy. This podcast is a conversion uh, of Patty into uh, NFT artist. You do. I mean, show us. You have any more of these things? Because now you I got have me one on more for you. I have one okay. more for you. Okay. So, all right. So we already showed. Um, actually, let me show you this guy. So, actually, I have two more. If you guys are interested, um, since we're we're talking about sports, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, Odell Beckham Jr. recently bought his first CryptoPunk. Um, this is it. This is the CryptoPunk that Odell Beckham Jr. bought. Uh, if you can see it, it's CryptoPunk three three sixty five. It's a pixelated picture uh of of a guy um you know with black hair uh with a great background yeah so that looks a little bit like childish gambino uh mm-hmm. a bit um he's got um maybe if you're looking through some kind of a uh you know old school game right uh you know 64-bit game type of thing right. um, that's 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 what he would look like god man someone bought this okay um okay continue sorry i'm i'm losing my mind a little bit here no no let's let's do rapid fire like what do you think this cost or how much did uh, obj pay for this one i think he paid a million dollars for this okay. and don't ask don't ask me what i would pay for it you do not <laughs> want to skip know that part <laughs> yeah let's skip that patty how much would you pay for this pixelated picture on the blockchain <laughs> Sorry, how much? Sorry, how much would you? How much do you think Aldell right. Beckham Jr. paid for this pixelated picture? I'm gonna say, um, let's go with nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Um, I deserve that. Yeah, he, he, I deserve he, that. He just, he just um, can scrounge up that last penny. I don't think. All right, all right, all right. Drum roll, moment of truth. Odell Beckham Jr. paid $2.17 million for this punk. So, Bodie, you won again. <laughs> God. Um, I'm not even mad. Th- I- I'm mad. I'm mad. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because, you know, it, listen, it, it, it takes, to, you know, it takes a lot of money to be able to spend money obviously and you have to be an ultra successful person Mm -hmm. and you have to really really do great things in your life to amass a certain amount of wealth to be able to afford the lavish and 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 great things right in 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 life and in the world and i get that that's great but spending two million dollars on this thing, I just feel like there could be a better usage of someone's money, even if they didn't want to give it to charity or something like that. Maybe they just wanted to help. <laughs> and not saying that Odell doesn't do that because I know that he that he's a philanthropic right. person. But 
Come on, man. $2 million for this thing? But I there's mean, only I get... 10,000 of CryptoPunks ever. And that was the one of the OG projects um, that's ever existed on the Ethereum blockchain. But the apes look so much cooler. I mean, I'm looking at an ape right now. He's got a cyborg guy. He's got a freaking Cuban getup, uh, you know, Fidel Castro suit. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot more uh, interesting to look at than, than that thing. Um, but again, right. I guess it's the scarcity thing here that makes it so expensive, right? Yeah, I, I think there's like this meme in the crypto world. It says that uh, I just buy the NFT for the culture. So it's kind of a meme, but people really, they're, they're thinking that by buying, by purchasing and owning these type of crypto punks, um, broad apes, they're owning a piece of the history. The history being the, the NFTs um, that come along with the blockchain technology, you know, in order to, to, to leave a mark on the history, they're almost like these artifacts that allow people to own part of the history. I think that that's what makes these these um these NFTs so unique and so valuable and expensive. So we we talked about the board ape yeah, board ape yacht club. We talked mm-hmm. about the crypto punks. What are some of the other big ones that are out there you do for for folks that are interested in NFTs? Yeah, so I think we can probably take a look at the the rankings on the OpenSea platform and um probably by looking at all time uh, rankings you can tell like what are the most prominent projects that ever existed so we already talked about crypto punks and board apes and there's a few other uh, projects i would call out such as the art art blocks um so there's a few variations of art blocks the most um, prominent one is the art block curated um it's basically and this is like the traditional arts that we we talk about right you have these like artists um and then you have like a gallery that curate curates the the arts um you know they need to like meet certain standards to be able to submit it to art block curated um and i'm looking at this this fadenza right here it's one of the i guess the craziest auction that has has happened recently um this is what they call a generative art what that means is it's it's c- computer generated by AI, and it's based on the the algorithm um, that was being inputted um, by the computer by the user, and then it just generates these 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 arts uh, just randomly, and not two arts art pieces ever look the same. And I'm looking at the, the most the highest price that that's ever been sold on the Fidenza project, and this one cost eight hundred. I don't even know how to how to properly say this, but uh, it does cost. Actually, never mind. This is the current price. So let me go to the the sales price. This one has not been sold yet, so we should probably pick one with the highest last sale. Um, I know. I just saw one on there for nine hundred and fifty. Yes, yes. These things are crazy expensive. Wow. Yes. So this thing was sold for 295 ETH, but it's currently listing at 450, which is $1.7 million. Oh, man. We got in the wrong game, man. (laughs) We are in the wrong game in life, whatever we're doing. Um, But that just tells you like how much people are, are, are willing, like think about like rich people or high net worth people who are willing to, to buy um, paintings in and, and their living room or buy a yacht 
I mean, all of those things, if you think about, they are not scarce, right? A yacht is, is not scarce. You can literally like make as many yachts as you want, as long as you have the, the money. However, these, these digitally native arts, they exist on the blockchain. Um, there's a limited amount of them. And there's only going to be so many fidenzas or, or crypto punks ever, right? If there's a demand and, and the, the, the supply just keeps uh, fixed, or in this case, it is fixed, right? So the demand is going to drive the price up and up. Uh, and the scarcity makes it malleable, uh, which makes it, you know, priceless to some people. So I think uh, I'm, I'm looking at this list here and there's, um, there is a... 11 uh the 11th most valuable project is the so rare and i think mm -hmm. some people definitely know what so rare is it is a kind of a, a sports collectible card right. um so instead of having like you know a tops card um not the ones that you used to put in your um your bicycle spokes as a kid i'm dating myself here now because I, I wasn't even alive for that period but um you know the ones that you would collect right collectible ones um Right. There are some ones I think that recently have just sold. Um, so for example, I'm looking at a one of Kylian Mbappe, who is a um, very, very famous young um, soccer player, football player mm -hmm. um, from France. It's a unique one. And it recently sold for 116 Ethereum, um, which got to be a couple hundred grand. So you're saying that even even uh, sports card collectibles are have now made their way to the to the blockchain. Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's I think that's why we're all here, right? I mean, all three of us were huge sports fan and specifically uh, soccer fans. Um, that's actually how we got to know each other, uh, which is a story for another time. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I think sports is really huge. Um, and actually, just full disclosure, I am personally playing so rare myself. Um, it's been quite fun. It's like your fantasy, uh, fantasy football, fantasy soccer league, uh, except everything happens on the blockchain. And there's this like reward system where you can put in your putting together your line lineup every week, and then you can uh, win rewards if your team perform uh, above a certain threshold. And if you're lucky enough, you make the podium. You get like extra rare, super rare cards. Uh, as a reward. And this is where you can potentially win a Kylian Mbappe super rare card uh, if you win the, the top three players of that league for that particular week. And, and okay, so this is interesting. So does it actually cost money to play this? Like, do you have to purchase the cards or how does that, how does that work? It does. It does. So um, I think you can, if you sign up, you get like a free uh, five common cards. So the common cards are pretty much free. Um, but if, if you want to participate in the in the big league uh, with the rare leagues, you would need to um, buy certain cards, right? This is the cards that actually goes on the blockchain. So in order to participate in those leagues, um, you need to buy the cards. However, I would say you definitely get better rewards if you go to um, those higher uh, levels of leagues. Okay, this yeah. is really interesting stuff. So, um, not to, not to completely pull away from this, but I, I think sure. we've piqued Patty's interest. So, you know, if you're a, if you're a new artist, how do you actually get involved with NFT projects? How does that kind of work? Well, assuming we're talking about like, like maintaining a piece of art uh, on the blockchain, uh, there's a few websites you can mint for free. Uh, I think one is uh, Rarible, I believe uh, is the name of the website. 
And um, there's not this another one I just found yesterday called a CocoNFT.com, uh, which allows you to NFT your Instagram uh, or mint your in Instagram picture for free. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I didn't know that. So, you know, basically you can mint any your favorites NFT, I mean, Instagram post. And then you can put it on the blockchain, and then you can even sell it if you if you if you if you want, right? I thought all of that just is super exciting, and I don't know if if Patty, uh, you find any of these stuff helpful at all? Yeah, this um, this is kind of making my brain short a little bit. Um, well, I can just NFT up my Instagram. I don't have to do much, do I? But you got any good you got any good cat pictures on there, <laughs> Patty? That you that you think are valuable? <laughs> I've got. I've got a couple of cat pictures and some other uh, design stuff that I probably can't uh, run through this, but I'm definitely interested in um, learning about how to set everything up um, to try to try to get out there and, and see what is the kind of the, the lowest um, options um, as far as um, pricing goes to uh, get started. Yeah. So, so speaking of which, I mean, we, we've talked about a lot of this stuff you do in terms of Ethereum, right? And obviously, you know, Ethereum has a, has a good platform for basically everything. We, we had a whole podcast about Ethereum. Mm -hmm. what, what other platforms out there are now kind of opening up a mechanism to mint NFTs on yeah. um, via their blockchains? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, Ethereum is just too expensive right now in terms of the gas fees, and it's pricing out uh, many people, including uh, artists. I think personally, I, I've explored a little bit um, outside of the Ethereum network. Um, Tezos is one good option there. Um, Tezos actually is one of the, the OG uh, blockchains from 2017 um, during the ICO mania. Um, over time, you know, it has kind of developed into this that's like a NFT, um, you know, health bad, you know, in terms of the, the creative creativity that's coming out of out of the the, the platform on Tezos. Um, looking at this website, I think it's called a Hickenuck. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but this is one of the most um, popular platform on the Tezos blockchain um, to sell NFTs. Right, so you can you can mint your NFT, you can sell, um, you can exchange uh, on this website. And in my personal opinion, and this is just my my opinion, my Patty can probably check me on this. I think the artwork on here is actually more interesting or edgy uh, compared to the Ethereum network. Uh, I know Patty, you you are not really a huge fan of the CryptoPunks, um, but you might find some interest, more interesting work here on the Tezos blockchain. Yeah, some of this um, you're showing us right now. Um, just kind of scrolling through this website, I, I think a lot of it. Um, kind of piques my interest as far as style goes, especially um, some of these, like you said, are a little bit more edgy, um, have a bit more um, character to them. Um, that's kind of what I was liking when I was looking through. Um, and I was trying to find some, um, you know, different artists that, that maybe um, I could kind of look through and, and see their, kind of style um mm -hmm. as far as um you know what they're putting out consistently but you know some of these are, are really cool you've got some ones that are um you know moving moving you know right. kind of gifs or gifs um playing here um and 
yeah, I think something like this is is seems like it would be good for a lot of different styles coming through and kind of looking through and finding something you like. Absolutely, and what makes it even more attractive is the fact that the cost of minting or buying NFTs on the Tezos blockchain is almost insignificant compared to the gas cost. I believe you can easily mint uh, NFTs for like less than than, than a dollar,、uh, and even the price of the art is so much less expensive, right? You're not gonna see a like a, a two million dollar、uh, NFT on the Tezos network. I think the average price. Um, I don't haven't checked it yet, but based on what I found so far, it's almost like less than ten dollars or twenty dollars. So definitely a, a more like、um, like a user friendly and artist friendly platform. And yeah, I've been collecting a little bit on the Tesos platform, and certainly I'm willing to explore more, maybe with、um, some of Patty's help. Yeah, yeah. So as as we kind of wrap up here, guys,、uh, I mean, we we've talked about NFTs, we've talked about At least in the past,、um, the general craze of them right now. When I say craze, I just mean sheer price and volume, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, OpenSea is doing、um, hundreds of millions of dollars per month. We saw recently, as recently as yesterday, we're recording in the middle of October or October, as as you do mentioned、mm-hmm. previously. Yeah,、um, in uh, uh, you know 2021,、uh, we've seen、uh, Coinbase come out and get. Over a million signups for their pre-release of their NFT platform.、Um, you know, cryptocurrency in general is blowing up right now. We have Bitcoin that just you know broke 60k again、um, for the second time this year. So,、um, you know, what what can we kind of expect? I mean, no one's an oracle. This isn't financial advice, but it's 2021.、Um, do we expect NFTs to continue this kind of bullish run that they've had and and beyond, or are we Are we eventually going? Are they going to lose their luster a bit,、um, and 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 the,、yeah. the the craze of them are going to die down? So, What are your thoughts? So I'm going to make my first call of the show tonight.、Uh, this could be my call of the year on the NFT. You guys ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Please. I, I think I think we're going to see a NFT auction that's going to go into the price of a hundred million dollars this year. There you have it. Wow. So when you say an NFT auction, that's is that one single piece of art that's going to sell for over a hundred million? Yes. So currently,、uh, the highest、uh, NFT project that has ever been sold is sixty nine million dollars by people、uh, every day. It was sold,、uh, I believe, it was on Sotheby's.、Um, so that's the f- highest sale so far. And given the trend we're going, I wouldn't be surprised that if we we have a single piece of art、uh, that gets sold for a hundred million dollars. It could be in uh, early, uh, late 2021 and early 2022, but it will happen in this cycle. That's my prediction. Exhale, exhale, exhale. Okay.、Um, <laughs> so what you're saying essentially is that you think that this is going to continue to grow.、Um, you know, a- a- as a long-term thing,、um, is there is there? I-, I mean, essentially, this is art, right? It's it's we we mentioned it's scarce, right? It sits on the blockchain.、Um, some of the original or OG projects that you mentioned out there still—I mean, things are selling for over a million dollars already.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as an asset, I mean, that's something that 
as long as, you know, those projects aren't forked or, um, as they, you know, as long as they, they don't continue to make, you know, hundreds of thousands of them, um, they should still stay pretty valuable. So what you're saying is that NFTs aren't going anywhere, right? Definitely not. I think it's, we're still early, right? I mean, there's so many new NFT projects that's coming out and I agree with your, um, with your skepticism that uh, there could be some NFT projects that's going to zero for sure. Um, but I, what I would say to that is there are also going to be um, some mega NFT projects that's going to be um, adopted and really recognized by the society and really going, goes into the mainstream, right? Right now, we're still kind of on the edge of this like crypto uh, slash metaverse slash like cypherpunk world where people are trading NFTs on the internet. But in the long term, um, NFT is going to mainstream, no doubt. And it's going to become something that's more, you know, used on a daily basis. Even we're talking about like ticketing, you're going to arts concert, you're going to um, like any sort of event, there's going to be an NFT issued uh, to prove your attendance. I think they call it proof of attendance protocol uh, or Pope. So all those kind of things are really happening. There's um, a lot of um, developers who are building on building on these exciting projects to make that reality. And I think the long-term goal is to for NFTs to become part of our daily life, or even in the in the, this metaverse we're talking about, right? You would have these NFTs um, to interact with each other. What if you can put the um, the board apes um, into the crypto punks world? so that they are in the same universe interacting with each other. You can make games, you can make 3D, um, 3D figures out of these, these, these static dynamic uh, NFTs. And eventually in the metaverse, you know, everything's going to be an NFT. You know, we're all going to be living in the metaverse. Oh, man. So, so you're saying that there's no way I can escape from that one time I went to that Justin Bieber concert uh, mm. back in 2000. No, it's on the blockchain, baby. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, all the believers out there that are listening to this, uh, I am one of you. Um, I, I wanted to close out the podcast um, with a little bit of a quote. Um, I started with a quote from from a good, you know, a good man, uh, uh, a myth, a, leg- a legend by the name of Dennis Reynolds. I'm going I'm to close out um, by someone who's somewhat as popular, but but not. Um, and he says the most beautiful experience we can have is the mysterious it is the fundamental emotion that stands at the cradle of true art and true science. And that man, of course, was Albert Einstein, right? Not as, not as popular as Dennis Reynolds, but you know, he was okay. Um, I think what Einstein was pe- definitely talking about was NFTs, right? The, the cradle of true art and true science, um, <laughs> the blockchain world and, and the art world. And I'm really fascinated to see where this goes. I, I seen a project out there um, uh, called the foxes. Um, and I think I'm going to buy one after our discussion, um, because why not, uh, the cunning foxes. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. Why not? Uh, (laughs) let let me ask you this, um, Patty, are you going to buy some NFTs after the show? I'm definitely, um, going to go searching. Um, a lot of these really piqued my interest. Um, I don't think I'm going to go, um, check out some board apes quite yet. Um, well, not but, until after you sell your first NFT and make $2 million, right? Exactly. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to have to use some of that, uh, some of that coin to turn it around and get some more. Um, but I thought it was, um, 
pretty funny to think of explaining to Einstein um, what an NFT is and um, just telling him that we type on some rectangles and uh, pay actual money for a piece of art that is inside this rectangle. I think he would be quite confused. Yeah, well, you know, he wasn't all that great anyway. Who cares what he thinks? Because NFTs are here to stay. Thank you very much, people. (laughs) And we will catch you. I really want to thank Patty and you do tonight uh, for taking the opportunity to talk about NFTs. Let us know what you think. Um, we have, uh, we have an email address now for, mm-hmm. um, for the pod. So if you'd like to send any feedback, um, or if you want to, you know, leave us a nice, uh, review and a star rating on wherever you guys are catching your podcast, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, thank you very much. All right. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Falling in a different like ghost, we fall.